Nourish your inner power with alcohol-free organic sparkling teas and botanicals made with ethically sourced, regeneratively grow ingredients. That's right, drinksarilla.com. That's drink, S-A-R-I-L-L-A.com. And you can check out their variety of flavors from sparkling organic green hibiscus tea to sparkling organic white ginger tea. They have sparkling organic apple black tea, sparkling organic lemon black tea, Tulsi lime sparkling botanical, and rubus vanilla sparkling botanical as well. That's six different flavors to serve. Or you can check them out online and get the Cirilla starter pack sampler gift. Drinksarilla.com. Try it today. Welcome to the Bullish Picks Podcast. All information herein is for information purposes only. Nothing heard on this podcast is considered financial advice. Bullish Picks cannot and does not assess, verify, or guarantee the adequacy, accuracy, or completeness of any information heard on this show. The hearer bears responsibility for her or his own investment research and decisions. Great day, family. You are tapped into the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 Grand, Ken Blanks Harrell, right here, streaming on your favorite podcast and platform where we give you everything you need from Main Street to Wall Street so that you can navigate these choppy waters. You've got stock market questions. I've got stock market answers. Tap in. Catch me on IG at Ask Blank. We got to know what to look for. Now that you guys are exposed to the concepts of ETFs, you know what they are, how they work. I've been showing y'all different tickers y'all can invest in, 11 spiders and six vanguards. Y'all starting to get to know a little bit, a little bit, but you still don't know what to look for. So there are key things that you need to look for. Some of them were revealed in the video that we just watched on, on Kathy Wood. One of them they spoke a lot about was assets under management. They talked about assets under management or AUM. It's the total market value of investments that a person or entity manages on behalf of clients. Kathy Wood is a fund manager. So is she managing $100 million? Is she managing a billion dollars? Whatever she's managing, she's managing on our behalf as shareholders, whether we're a, a physical people like ourselves or institutions because institutional investors aren't physical people. Institutional investors are hedge funds or um, market makers and big banks. Those are considered institutional investors. So those are entities. All right. We're people. But either way, she manages it. And they were talking about how much outflows was coming out the fund. I think in the video, like, they said like 200 and something million dollars left the funds. So that means that's 200 million dollars less of less assets under her management. That's more money. That's less money. That's less money for her to work with. More people buy in, that's more assets under management. That matters because if you're researching ETFs and you stumble across an ETF that ain't nobody heard of, and they got something like $300,000 of assets under management, run. That means don't nobody believe in it. You only got three hundred grand on Wall Street? I don't buy it. 
Some of us live in houses that cost over three hundred thousand. It's on this call. So I don't buy. I don't. I'm not putting my faith into no fund or retirement plan that has less money in it than my mortgage balance. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I like to see hundreds of millions, billions of dollars under management because I trust it more. Right? I trust it more. It's more trusted. I'm not a guinea pig. If it, if it's going down, it's going down for a lot of us, not just me. I don't want to be the only one to lose. All right. So we're going to keep pushing. No questions on assets under management. I think that's pretty cut and dry. Another thing, look at expense ratios. They talked about that as well. The um the lady who was interviewing Kathy Woods, I she didn't really she said uh whatever that expense is called, a fee. The fee is called an expense ratio. I believe the Kathy's was 0.75, and they compared it to the NASDAQ 100 QQQs, which was a 0.2, if I'm not mistaken. And so if you look at this little screenshot taken from Motley Fool, and I always like to give you guys credible sources. So video earlier was from Bloomberg, another one CNBC. This is a slide from Motley Fool. We looked at Investopedia. I don't go to one source for all my information. I just showed y'all Yahoo Finance and we looked at the ARC fund. I go to several sources for research. That's being that's being a scholar. You don't go to one website and boom, you got the answer. You may have to go to 10 websites. You may have to do more than just websites. And there's a lot more that you can do than just websites for research. Um, Googling ain't always the best way to figure out what to do, make what move to make on Wall Street. But a good ETF expense ratio, according to the good folks over at Motley Fool, is typically under 0.2%, right? Which indicates lower annual costs for managing the fund and higher returns. A good rule of thumb is to not invest in any fund with an expense ratio higher than 1%. Because what that means is you're going to lose 1% of your money every year. That is your fee for that portfolio manager to manage your money. You don't want to give away 1% of your money every year for a fee, plus take the hit of inflation at 3% per year. Now you're already down 4%. And on top of that, most of your money is sitting up in a bank account where you lose in there too. <laughs> right? So let's not make ourselves combo losers. Let's be smarter and not pay unnecessary fees. You know better, you'll do better. So that's expense ratios. Something else, another area of concern, which is, in my opinion, the biggest area of concern to look out for, top 10 holdings. That's what really drives the ship. More important than expense ratios or assets under management, what is the money going into? So in the case of ARKK, Kathy Woods Fund, this screenshot was taken yesterday. The top 10 holdings of any ETF is the most important thing to look at. The top 10 holdings. In the case of this fund, these Kathy's top 10 holdings of ARKK represent nearly 62% of the assets under management. So over 60% of the money are in these top 10 stocks. So really, how these stocks move will have a huge weight on how the overall exchange traded fund performs because remember it's a basket of stocks these top 10 holdings are not all of the stocks in the fund it still may have a hundred 
stocks in the fund for all we know. But they have exponentially smaller percentages of the asset base. But this top 10 represents 62% where the big dog is Tesla. Tesla is almost 11% of the portfolio. So in, in theory, if these do good, the fund do good. If they don't, they won't. So like I told mentioned Zoom, that's the second largest holding in her fund. Now, two, three years ago, Zoom was on fire. Right now, nobody's beating the door down to log on and register for Zoom. Not like they was when stuff first hit the fan. People was Zooming there. People was Zooming graduations, Zooming birthday parties. People was doing all kind of Zoom, Zoom, Zoom marriages, all kind of crap was going on during pandemic. It's not quite the same. But you see just those two first two holders alone, you add them up, that's nearly 20% of the portfolio's weight. It's just in Zoom and Tesla. And then you got stuff on there like Roku. Now, again, some of these choices, these are Kathy Wood's choices. That's your fund manager. Some people agree with her choices. Some people don't. But it's about knowing you can't get a sense of where they're going if you don't know the top 10. I want to, like, just drill this into all our skulls. You have to be familiar with the top 10 and not just be familiar with the names like, oh, I like Coinbase. Oh, I heard of Block. Oh, I heard I like DraftKings. I heard of Roblox. Just because you heard of something don't mean it's good or good for you. It don't. I've heard of cocaine as well. That don't make it good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We hear about a lot of things. But do your homework. So you have to be familiar with these actual tickers. So the work you do with ETF research is not just researching the ETF. That's easy. That's assets under management and expense ratio. The top 10 holdings is where the real rubber meets the road because you need to look under the hood and make sure you have confidence in these top 10 holdings because this is what's really steering that ship. So if, you know, six out of the 10 top 10 are dirt, the, the ETF going to probably be dirt. So you want to have a high level of confidence in the top 10 holdings. So they also got Coinbase in there, UiPath, Block, DraftKings, Twilio, and Unity Software. Do the research and research those individual tickers. You see all the symbols right there in the second column. You can screenshot this as well. If you were interested in getting in Kathy Woods ARKK, this is her inner innovation um, fun. Innovation. ARKK. Right? I'm going to show you one thing. I'm going to take my screen back to Yahoo uh, Finance for you guys real quick. Another quick teaching moment. If you remember when we were looking at the spiders, those were all XL somethings. And we were looking at the vanguards. Those were all V somethings. Well, Kathy Woods style with ARC is all ARC something. All right. So this is ARKK. She has one. And remember those holdings. She has one called uh, ARKF, ARC FinTech Innovation. Right. Cheaper. Still got that 75.75% expense ratio like you see here. Same graph went funky, went up. From March, shot all the way up. It was high as fifty-five dollars. And it came back, excuse me, came back to earth in reality, now down to 18. All right. We go to holdings. Holdings tab is what you click on Yahoo Finance to find out their top 10 holdings. You click holdings, scroll down, boom. So their top holding of ARKF, which represents 63% of total assets in this portfolio. The big dog is not Tesla ain't even on here because Tesla isn't a financial base. This is their fintech 
for uh, fun. So Coinbase is the big dog here, over 10%. Then Shopify, followed by DraftKings, Block, formerly known as Square. We know Square owns Cash App, which is pretty popular. UPath Class A, Twilio, Robinhood. Um, still a lot of folks out there using Robinhood to trade. Global E Online, Intuit, um, the founders of QuickBooks, and Mercado Libre. I'm shocked that they don't have PayPal in the top 10, but I'm sure PayPal may be a holding in the portfolio because that's also a fintech company. PayPal owns Venmo. All right, there's other companies out there like SoFi Technologies, right? But fintech. But you can just see the difference of every company has its own respective top 10. And the play is like ARK, they got all kind of ARKs. Just like Vanguard got all kind of Vs and Spiders got all kind of uh, XLs. Like ARK has a genomic, genomic revolution ETF. All right. Same expense ratio, similar graph, same thing. She blew up during the pandemic and fell back to earth. Everybody's commenting on that. Top holdings in ARKG. Exact Sciences, Ionis Pharmaceuticals, Specific Biosciences, Ginkgo Bioworks. So you get the theme, Teladoc Health, CRISPR. These are all companies in that space. So the funds have a focus. It's not just random stocks for the sake of picking stocks. It's usually a sector or industry or, or, or um, some kind of specific theme behind it. I'll give you guys another one since we're on tour. Um, TAN. TAN. This is Invesco. Invesco Solar ETF. Right? TAN. Because the sun will give you what? A TAN. Get it? Oh, they rose up, did good. They they got to a, a pandemic high of $108 in January 21. And now it's came 50% down. Lower expense ratio. We can look at the uh, holdings. But this is if you believe in solar. There's an ETF for you. In phase, I've owned that in the past life. First Solar, Solar Edge, right? All these are solar companies. Sunrun, right? I'm not going to read every ticker to you. Y'all can all read, but I'm just giving y'all a vibe of how this thing goes. I'm going to put on here MJ. I mentioned this to you at the top of the class. This is an ETF for marijuana. It's only $3.26. That's a penny stock. I'm not saying run out there and buy it, but it exists. And you can see the day five-year graph looks ugly. It used to be $37. Fell to earth to 10, rails back up to 22, fell back down to earth. Now it's three bucks. So we either think it's going to go out of business or is it going to pop? Because I've been hearing whispers that the uh, Safe Banking Act is going to get approved where marijuana-based companies can have regular business checking accounts and, and do stuff. If that happens or there's a, a, a new administration or the current administration gets around to it for the new election and says, all right, let's just go ahead and free the weed and make it legal. Marijuana may boom. A lot of people have been sleeping on the marijuana stocks because they've been in the toilet for several years, but there may be some uh, rebound opportunity there. So look at their top holdings of the ETFMG Alternative Harvest ETF, MJ for Mary Jane. They got weed stocks in here, right? Sundial, I used to rock with them. Canopy Growth Company, Weed, Tilray, Kronos Group, Aurora Cannabis, right? Chicago Atlantic Real Estate Finance. Maybe they finance the, the land, the grow land and stuff like that. High Tide, WM Technology, 
organigram holdings, right? These are all weed stocks. All right, here's another one over here, uh, YOLO. That's a uh, another marijuana ETF. See, $3. Marijuana been beat down to the ground. Toe up from the flow up. Some of the same companies are in some of these. Like they got Tilray and Sundial in there as well, but different percentages of weight. So every ETF is not the same. All right. So I'm going to get off this marijuana rabbit hole, get back to more of the good stuff. But I just want you to be familiar because I believe everything starts with exposure. I think that we're phenomenal people and capable of dominating any game we play. But you got to know how to play the game before you can dominate the game. Got to know the rules. Great meals start with Mount Sinai olive oil. Mount Sinai olive oil is first cold pressed with no added preservatives, which gives it a rich and delicious flavor. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil is here with the delicious pure oil to pair it with. Shop online at MountSinaiOliveOil.com.